Today, we look at the Kenya shilling and why it's losing ground against the dollar. Good morning, Africa. Welcome aboard your pulse on everything business in Africa. I am Ruth Dong. For more, follow us on Twitter at The Kifainamshul and you can find me at Ruth Dong. Kenya's shilling weekend on Monday undermined by increased dollar demand, especially from the energy sector. But this depreciation trend of the shilling has been sustained over the past few months, despite a boost to reserves from the IMF via SDR allocation. Chachil Ogutu, an economist based in Nairobi, explains why the Kenya shilling is not holding ground against the dollar. Thank you, Ruth, for the opportunity. And this time round, we'll take a deep dive on the weakness of the shilling. On a year-to-date basis, the shilling has lost ground to the tune of 1.9% against the U.S. dollar and is trading at 111.20 units against the dollar. And what you've seen is that since late August and early September, that's where the weakness of the shilling against the dollar has been quite profound. Profound. Prior to that, we saw the shilling was quite steady, though there was pockets of weakness around late April, thereabout. But nonetheless, we've seen that between since late August and early September, the weakness of the shilling has been quite has picked up momentum, and that's quite surprising. And in the sense that the IMF allocated countries additional SDR allocation. And Kenya received close to $700 million, and that went to show up the FX reserves. So ideally, you'd expect that the shilling will strengthen now that it has additional ammunition to cushion against any demand pressure coming for the dollar. But that's not the case. So that's the odd odd, oddity that we're seeing in this uh, Kenya shilling weakness right now. But that said, if you look at the flavor of the imports that Kenya has, Kenya is a net importer nation, and mostly it relies on crude oil. What, how, what we've seen so far on a year-to-date basis, crude or the benchmark oil commodity has gone up in the order of 54%, and mainly in the month, starting from the month of late August, that's where we saw a spike in the global price of oil. And that obviously meant that the oil commodities demanded more dollars for every unit of oil that they wanted to import. And that tends to exacerbate the demand for dollars. So for where I sit, I say that there's been an outsized demand for dollars, yet the supply for dollars is still quite limited. Notwithstanding the increased allocation of SDR, which was meant to show up the FX reserves. So that has been the pressure point uh, for the shilling, and we've seen it uh, at where it is current levels of 111 against the dollar. Still hard to see the trajectory of the shilling against the dollar as you approach the end of the year. Uh, usually there's some year-end demand for the dollar, but unless now we see that the FX reserves are used well to cushion against the volatilities in demand pressure. That outside that, we'll just see that the current weakness will continue as we approach the end of the year. And in other stories making it into the podcast, the Reserve Bank of Zimbabwe increased its bank rate from 40% to 60% in a bid to tame rising inflation and depreciating local currency. Zimbabwe's annual inflation rose to 54.5% in October 
Driven mainly by a resurgence in the volatility of the power market exchange rate, the Zimbabwe dollar officially trades at 90 to the greenberg, but is as low as 180 to $1 on the widely used power market. These developments prompted the central bank to cut money supply through a raft of monetary measures, including a significant upward adjustment of the bank rate, increasing statutory reserve requirements and tightening reserve money by reducing its quarterly growth target. At least $1.7 billion of funding will be given directly to indigenous peoples and local communities in recognition of their role in protecting the planet's land and forests. The governments of UK, US, Germany and Norway and the Netherlands are leading the $1.7 billion funding pledge, which is being announced as part of ambitious global efforts to reverse forest loss and land degradation by 2030, with campaigners cautiously hopeful that the Conference of Parties could be the first to properly champion Indigenous peoples' rights. Despite the important role they play in protecting forests, only a small fraction of these communities have secure rights to their land. The funding is in recognition that IPLCs are crucial to protecting tropical forests and preserving ecosystems. Leaders will be calling on other countries to respect and protect their rights in accordance with national legislation. While the majority of the money will be coming in from governments, charitable foundations are also contributing more than $600 million. In South Africa, a rallying oil price combined with a weaker rant will result in a sharp hike in fuel prices starting Wednesday this week. Petrol will see an increase of 1.21 rand a litre, while the price of diesel will go up by 148.2 cents a litre. The wholesale price of illuminating paraffin will be hiked by 1.45 rand a litre. This is according to the Department of Mineral Resources and Energy. Local fuel prices are determined by international oil prices as well as the dollar rand value as South Africa buys oil in dollars. The average Brent oil price increased from $75 in September to $83.4 per barrel in October, reaching its highest level in three years. Contributing to the fuel price hikes is an increase of 2.2 cents a litre is a so-called slate levy. This is paid to fuel companies to compensate them for imbalances that build up over time due to the way that basic fuel price is calculated. At the end of September, these companies were owed almost 1.7 billion rand. Now, the inflation rate in Kenya, which measures the cost of living, slowed modestly to 6.45% in the month of October from 6.91% in September, the highest inflation rate in 19 months. Kenyans paid more for food and now alcoholic beverages at 1.1%, housing, water, electricity, gas and other fuels while paying less for transport due to a drop in fuel prices at the pump. The consumer price index increased by 0.51% while the month-to-month food and non-alcoholic drinks index increased by 1.1% between September 2021 and October 2021. This was mainly attributed to increasing the price of some food items which outweighed the decrease in others. The housing, water, electricity, gas and other fuels index increased by 0.7% between September 2021 and October 2021. This was mainly attributed to increasing in the increasing prices of cooking gas, electricity and house rent. 
staying with Kenya, Kenya's Twiga has raised $50 million to scale food solutions across Africa. The funding comes after the company's $30 million Series B round, about $23.75 million equity and $6.25 million debt in 2019. But crunch-based Twiga has raised over $100 million in both debt and equity financing rounds. For most of Twiga's operational history, it connected vendors and outlets with farmers via an app to access different agricultural produce. The B2B e-commerce food distribution platform claims that over 100,000 customers use its services across Kenya while delivering more than 600 metric tons of product to 10,000 plus retailers daily. Thank you for always waking up with us. Good Morning Africa is a product of the K Financial. And if you have any suggestions or you want to check out more stories, visit our website. That is thekfinancial.com. And don't forget to subscribe. You can also find us on all social media platforms at the K Financial. And you can find me at Withadong on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs>